This is a Dreamcast disc and is for use only on a Dreamcast unit. Playing this disc on a hi-fi or other audio equipment can cause serious damage to its speakers. Dreamcast, up to six billion players. Why don't we play together? Hey, 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 it's time to make some crazy money. Are you ready? Here we go! Please stop this disc now. Now, 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 now. Right. Hello, guys. Welcome to this special edition, a uh, video slash audio edition of the Dreamcast dream pod it's been so long since i've been on one i wasn't even sure <laughs> why it was called anymore uh, today we are going to be talking about that sega announcement uh, that is due to come up next week uh, i believe it's thursday it's the fourth um days don't really seem to matter anymore because they're all the same because we're still living in uh, our kind of lockdown lives um, i'm joined today by mike who on my screen is just to the left of me hello mike hello glorious dreamcast background in, in, behind him there uh, then we've got Mark, who's now in my bottom left. Hello, Mark. Hey, guys. How's it going? All right. Got his, uh, his Maz Gaming set up there. Uh, and then we've got uh, Lewis, who's directly beneath me on my, on my screen. Hopefully, this is the way you can see it. Otherwise, that's not going to make any sense. How are you, Lewis? I'm not too bad. <laughs> We're on, like, University Challenge or something. Yeah, something like that. You. Although, they don't actually sit. They sit side by side. It's the camera. Yeah. I've, I've already descended into to pointless nonsense. crushed my, 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 my world. I, so I was, well, as a youngster, I used to think, why don't they just throw stuff down at the people below them? <laughs> but they can't. They'd have to throw it to the side. This is much more Brady Bunch, I think. <laughs> yeah, there we are. <laughs> much more Brady Bunch. There we are. They're referenced that our audience will probably understand. Uh, right, guys. So the announcement that we were talking about then, um, here is a, a quick snip, quick visual snip for those of you who are watching this on YouTube. Um, so uh, this is from the games journalist there whose name I'm not going to pronounce or try to pronounce. Is anyone willing to give it a go? Kenji Nishikawa? Going to take it. I was hoping Martin was going to be here just <laughs> for that reason. I considered <laughs> trying to get him to record something to send in. Um, so uh, the, the announcement that's came out, uh, the, the kind of crux of it that we've got there last year, why I'd got the exclusive story on PlayStation 5 right other media didn't, it's that level of scoop. So he's talking about an announcement that's coming up uh, that the, the Sega section of the internet is in a furor about that's apparently coming up this week. So um, I forget where, where this guy is actually from. Mike, you told me you did some research on him and he's a legit. Uh, yeah, I believe he's a Famitsu uh, journalist, isn't he? Right. Right. So obviously um, a, a well-respected or at least a well-known um, situation now there's obviously this is his story uh, that he's breaking so there could be an element of clickbait to it but looking at it and um, what, what were people's first kind of reactions or thoughts on this uh, my first thought was oh my god everyone's going to be streaming dreamcast 2 immediately that was my first thought um yeah i've gone i've gone kind of i've gone full circle on this at first i thought it's probably going to be exaggerated uh, and then when kind of, it's kind of built up a little bit more steam it's like if he has exaggerated it too much, I mean, it's just going to look ridiculous now because, I mean, he has built it up as if, you know, PS5 level of an announcement. So I am now quietly kind of optimistic that it actually might be something quite cool. You know, obviously, you know, what it is, I've no idea, but it's, uh, I'm hoping it's something actually worth the, you know, that level of hype, fingers crossed. 
Brilliant. Right, we're going to we're going to move on then to what the kind of the meat of the episode is. Um, so the rumours. Then we're going to have a look at some of the rumours and we're going to talk about our thoughts on them. So the first one, it's the Sega Dreamcast Two, yo. It's not. Not. <laughs> I've even prepared some visual gags. <laughs> I am the fanboy. This this is what it is, surely, Mike. Yeah, no. Uh, well, I think ultimately we've got to, we've got to remember that I think in the actual um, teaser that the guy did, I think he did actually mention it wasn't Dreamcast Two, which sort of puts pay to that before we get that far. He would uh, say that though, wouldn't he? Yeah, exactly. Cl- he would. Classic yeah, ruse. Classic ruse. <laughs> but I mean, I mean, again, I go back to what I've said in the podcast before. Why would Sega name a, a console Dreamcast Two? Um, it makes no sense. Uh, if we're looking at a, a Sega console, then you know possibly, but I think. A Dreamcast 2 makes no sense. I think us as Dreamcast fans, we have a, a, a slightly rose-tinted view of Dreamcast. We want it to be a sequel to Dreamcast, but actually, um, Sega's much more known for its arcade machines, so it, it doesn't make any sense. It never has made any sense to have a Dreamcast 2 uh, to me. Fair, prob- probably a fair point. Now that I've got my, hat, my fanboy hat off, um, I'm probably <laughs> more likely to, to believe that. Uh, Lewis, you do more of uh, the kind of social media handling for the the, dream, the many Dreamcast Junkyard hats, uh, many Dreamcast accounts even, many hats. hats. I'm mixing up my <laughs> metaphors. Um, what have you seen around or what are your views on what this could be or what that type of announcement may mean? Um, I think in regards to uh, what people think this is, I, I'm seeing a lot of other company involved so you know it's like basically sony or microsoft i'm seeing a lot of is microsoft buying uh sega um are is sony buying sega is sega rustling up some kind of exclusivity deal with either one basically the majority of what i'm seeing is sega with microsoft or sony um you know whether it be a new thing on a, a new console or, or something, you know, right. on a current that's a, that's a brilliant segue because we're going to then jump over. So, rumour two, Xbox are buying Sega. Mike, it's definitely mm. this, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> so, right, excellent. Got the right hat for this. So, you're telling me, Mike, 100% Xbox are buying Sega. I mean, I don't personally believe it, oh. but I think it's the most likely rumour of the lot. Yeah, I think, why not? I think, you know, I think it makes sense. I think a lot of people have said that, um, although I think they wrongly said that it's a great way of uh, Microsoft getting into the Japanese market, which makes no sense because, of course, Sega on the, this big, great name in Japan, um, or quite as big as people maybe assume they are. Um, but I think it's the most likely of any of the rumours I've heard so far. So on that, there has been the announcement today that um, a few people are saying that maybe Sega are going to partner with or produce the box of the Xbox One um, Series X. Yeah. Um, One of the reasons why that could be um, a good idea, um, even if it's not massively likely, is for for the reason of you saw me there. As I sit in this room with my Xbox fanboy hat and all my Halo gear up on the shelf and my original Xbox, and I've got an Xbox One X, Xbox 360, I have no idea what that new console is called. Their naming convention has absolutely gone to toss, hasn't it? So yeah. if, if they were just pushing, pushing that out in Japan as Sega Xbox, is it going to muddy any more, any more of that, that kind of 
um, brand waters that they've got. I don't I personally don't I don't think so. Now, Mark, I'm interested in your view on this, and we're going to go to Lewis after. Lewis, you're not a, a fan of that of of Sega and Xbox tying together, are you? Is that right? <laughs> No, I, I, I have uh, much love for Xbox, but I, uh, I don't know. I, I always associated the Xbox with, maybe, maybe I'm just generalizing here, I always associated Xbox with being the kind of uh, gay, game console that maybe a more, and I don't mean this in an offensive way, a more casual gamer would get. So, because um, it has less of those kind of weird niche titles on it. I mean, maybe... Um, there's one that you can throw me that uh, that they do have on there that I'm missing, but you know I I, I don't know like I, I I don't know if the and and I know obviously you guys all have Xbox ones. I mean I did have an Xbox one, and I I don't know if um, you know so you would appreciate the Sega stuff, but uh, I don't know about the majority of sort of modern gamers on uh, Xbox. Would they appreciate some? some uh, Sega titles that we've all been hoping for. I don't know. Um, yeah, so Fantasy Star Online 2 is on there, but I, I get your point. That kind of ties into why I'm a bit sceptical of this, because, and I was saying to this to you guys before we recorded in our, in our chat line, um, I think the Japanese market is a bit kind of overrated in terms of how, how much do Microsoft really care about it. In terms of sales, console sales, uh, the Switch, from what I could see, someone might be able to tell me that this, is, this was wrong, but it looks like the Switch has already overtaken the PS4. And then uh, Martin, who isn't on today, he said that from his experiences of living in Japan and having friends in Japan, it's still much more of a, um, of a handheld market. Um, so, like, like Lewis was saying, it, the vast majority of people you know with modern consoles play FIFA, Madden, Call of Duty, Fortnite, Apex Legends. I don't know how much... Um, your kind of average Western gamer cares about a more kind of diverse range. Obviously, there's a the huge amount of niche genres and audiences that do, that, that do but they aren't the people. Um, Fantasy Star Online 2 is never going to make Sega the amount of money that 2K have made from the, um, the basketball FIFA Ultimate Team mode, whatever any of those modes are actually called. So, yeah, I do, um, I do get your point on that. Um, Can I jump in, Kev? Go for it. Um, I just want to say, actually, like I, what I, the way I angled what I just said sounded like I was like intensely disliking of, of Microsoft. But and that's the bit um, we're going to snip out and put online, <laughs> <laughs> out of context. Yeah. Um, no, it's this. It'd be the same for any you know the guy down the street with the PlayStation who plays FIFA. Like it's like you say, Sega isn't going to a lot of these titles that we all really want they're not going to make the money for Sega, like you said. Um, but obviously with the PlayStation, you've got the Japanese audience who may, may they appreciate Sega a little bit more than a West, the typical Western gamer. I don't know. Yeah. Um, Mark, if Xbox are buying Sega, what do you think they want to do with them? I think, I mean, cause it is the fact I know um, that traditionally Japanese uh, people like do tend to buy Japanese products. It's, um, you know, like they're quite um, like home, like home birds with that stuff. And that's why I think a lot of American companies, unless it's someone like Apple where, you know, they are providing a product that, you know, they didn't really have any competition when it broke. So there wasn't a, a, a Japanese equivalent. So like certainly from what I've been told, like Japanese people tend to tend to like, stick with the Japanese products, you know, if there is one available. So um, I, I can kind of see why, you know, there, there may be an, a want from Microsoft to, 
rebrand it under Sega, but I just think it's, it's just too late. You know I mean? It's not like anyone in Japan doesn't know that that's already a Microsoft product. So just slapping a Sega sticker on the front of it isn't going to change that, that perception. Um, and I just think, I don't really know what anyone's really going to get out of it at this point. I think it's, uh, it's kind of, it's potentially gone too far. You know, if you, because uh, I know there was the initial talk of a partnership between Sega and um, at Microsoft a long time ago when the Xbox first came out and things like that. I mean, that, you know, that, that then might have been the time where something like this would work gangbusters and, you know, and it really would have done really well. I think we're just, like, like you say, the kind of games that Sega would bring to the party, even if they went first party or something like that. I mean, it's probably not the level of games that Microsoft wants to be out there. You know, again, it's, ne- it's never going to be up there with a Halo. It's never going to be up there with a Gears of War. It's never going to be up there with any of their titles. Uh, you know, it is relatively small scale. So I'm not really sure what anyone would really get out of it, unfortunately. Does, uh, does anyone here who does have an Xbox have uh, Games Pass? Yeah. Yeah. With um, And there's Mike, obviously, got a kind of like PC um, expert in a, in a sense, in terms of historically, anyway. The, the thing that I think that's been missed, I could see them wanting Sega for their PC titles. And by that, I mean stuff like um, Company of Heroes, um, Football Manager. Uh, I'm missing, they've got another huge... Total War. Total War. I could see them wanting them for those kind of creative assembly um, IPs. Because if you imagine if they were on Game Pass, that would be a a huge draw for a huge amount of of customers, of audience, potentially to move to that. Maybe maybe even move away from Steam, which is, um, if you go on... um, Well, I was on there at Christmas, so maybe not too recently, but Company of Heroes, couldn't believe how popular that that massive. title is massive yeah it's like it's, it's like staggering the amount of people who still play that still have mod supports for it tournaments um free to play weekends and stuff like that I, I could see them with how they're looking to diversify the material that they're getting there. i could maybe see them going for that but then it's how much would you have to pay for sega and would it be worth it for those titles just to be in their subscription service i think i think it's the it's the amount of scale as well isn't it i mean yeah, they are popular games, but I mean, are they? You know, The Last of Us, Uncharted, Gears of War, Halo level, and they're they're really not. I don't I don't think there's. I don't think if we if we're going on what the journalist said in terms of it being a um, a very very high level, uh, what did he say? Rile the industry up. I think he said. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I can't see how Microsoft buying Sega in any way is that big a deal. Um, I don't think the names is, uh, we love the name we're Sega fans but I don't I don't think the name is as important as maybe it once was okay right we're going to move on then to one of the other rumors uh, Sega are doing a streaming service and um, for our visual listeners I don't have a hat for this I'm going to admit it I didn't I didn't know what it would be maybe a director's hat I don't know um does anyone here have Apple uh, Apple Arcade is it that Choo Choo Rocket was on I've played it. I don't. I don't own it myself. But I played it at a mate's house. So again, maybe one I could see being um, possibly more likely that's been less talked about would be if they were to partner with Apple or Amazon or one of the the giants um, who do want that kind of Japanese um, entry in, and they're going to do a version of of um, Stadia, Stadia. How are you pronouncing that? Now the the problem with that would be the. <laughs> It looks like Stadia slash Stadia. I don't know what we're, we're calling that. Looks like it's been a bit of a failure. <laughs> so why would you then want to try and launch it in a, in a country where one of the things that people say is they're not into kind of traditional online games? 
but so would they their force supports streaming stuff if it came with a load of arcade titles historical titles and especially with a sport that like uh, saturn dreamcast has previously had could maybe see that so this is a bit more bit of a stretch what's everyone else's thoughts on this I know Sega did have a bit of a partnership with Amazon because uh, I was approached to do a video about it um, from someone, uh, some Amazon PR person. This is a couple of years ago where they was going to start putting some Sega games onto arcade sticks. Uh, Amazon, right. so, 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 sorry, Amazon Fire Sticks it was. Uh, but again, it was, on there now. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, so, like, so, you know, so, so that was just the very, very nub of that happening. And I know that was part of it. But again, it's something that's you know it's kind of cool and it'd be interesting but i don't think you could do that for the more complicated games certainly from what i saw i think it was you know the more basic kind of low level ones i'm not sure how overly how how it all works really because it was just a, a few emails that i got and then not much after that but um again i'm not sure whether whether or not that would fall into this breaking of the industry thing i think I'm, it's either the guys overhyped it so much that nothing seems feasible enough to match that statement or you know, it's uh, it's something much less than actually we actually might be on the ball here. I'm really not sure. I can't I can't call it. I will I will genuinely like have a belly laugh if it's like the original Peter Molyneux and Fable, and they <laughs> promised so much, and then the out- outcome is you can yeah. now play Sonic on <laughs> on CFAX yeah. and <laughs> or whatever their equivalent of uh, modern day teletext is. If it is something like that, yeah, that would it would be very very um in in stride. <laughs> would be how I'd say. Uh, this is this this is literally just going to be the Mega Drive uh, Mini, but the you know like like the Mega Drive Two version, you know like the smaller one with the red buttons. That's all it's going to be after all. <laughs> I would yeah. I would take I would be I would like that. Yeah, yeah, I would as well. Uh, so possibly ruling out Netflix or a streaming service. Difficult I, I to think say. Be, what do you think? I think it'd be disappointing if it was. I don't think it'd be. As, it would depend, doesn't it? I mean, I mean, I've, I've seen. Someone on Twitter earlier on, I, I noticed, that said that all of every Sega game was going to be, or they, they, they thought every Sega game would be on this streaming service. I mean, there's a, there's a deep misunderstanding of how licenses work, I think, at play here. Um, a lot of games can't be, you know, there's a, there's a reason why Sega haven't re-released some games. It's not because of the fact they just don't want to make money. <laughs> They're a company. Um, there's always going to be reasons. And I think, I think maybe that's a little bit, um, a little bit hopeful. But I think some kind of service where they provide old games uh, through whatever medium, whether through their own their own proprietary hardware, maybe you don't know. Um, I don't know. I, I just think it's again I, I going back, and I know I know Mark has already said this, but I, I can't see how that's earth shattering. And so either that guy's hyped it up to a level where he's going to just get absolutely pillared in, in the press, or he's he's um, there's something bigger than that. And I can't see this as being that big. Yeah, especially we've already seen issues with licensing for stuff like Crazy Taxi, Afterburner, and the Outrun series, who've all kind of lost the licenses for either the songs or like the uh, vehicles. A plane is a vehicle, isn't it? Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with it. I was right. <laughs> yeah. Should have trusted myself. Um, they've lost the licenses to use the real models. So um, uh, very similar again. Turtles with um, Konami, the arcade game, we've lost the license. Yeah. So that's, that's why we've already seen stuff, some it's stuff. It's like, like Outrun, isn't it? Outrun, great example in Sega's yeah. past. So, yeah. Every time they change the car. Yeah. So um, then, rumour number four. I do have a hat for this. <laughs> this is hat my handheld hat. It's the only <laughs> thing I could find in the house. It was either this or my daughter's <laughs> straw hat, which is probably more hipster, but did not fit me very well. It's definitely the Game Gear 2, isn't it, Mike? 
yes, yes, Kev. Uh, I agree with everything. No, um, uh, no. Uh, I mean, I mean, uh, I can't see. Again, I don't think it'd be, be called Game Gear Two. I don't think Game Gear has particularly gone down in legend as being the most amazing console in the world. Um, I think a handheld Sega device, which I think is what we're talking about, is um, is possible. But again, you know, if they if it is, it's going to be some cheap licensed Chinese piece of hardware, surely. I mean, I can't see Sega going into a, into the market. I know the Switch is really popular, and Switch has sort of uh, confounded many people's expectations of what it's going to be like. But I mean, is is there enough room in the market for another one? I don't. I don't think so. No, is it, is it industry shaking either? Disney's got a TV tuner like that. Yeah, I mean, I sp- <laughs> do you know, what? I mean, I suppose. I mean, technically, I mean, because there is no real other ha- uh, other handheld hardware out there at the moment. I mean, I suppose it technically would be, you know, like right. it would shake up the industry. But the, right. the one thing that people people forget is that Sega don't have an R and D department anymore mm. for hardware. You know, like the, it doesn't exist. Like you know, there isn't a hundred guys sat in a lab somewhere, like you know, doing. Uh, kind of creating mock-ups and doing prototypes it doesn't there isn't any so best case scenario this is again something that Sega have designed in collaboration with another company and then put their sticker on it because they don't have the the ability to do it I think the only thing is and it's just something I've I've thought about slightly in in the past few weeks is the fact that Sega are known for the arcade side of it I mean if they can some if they've got some kind of idea in their heads where they sort of bring in handheld play and an old arcade style setting if they somehow managed to sort of do that, you know, sort of taking a, a tablet to to an arcade, as it were. I think Sega still have arcades in Japan. I might be wrong in that. But I think yeah, they still they have. Yeah. Some kind of thing where they can actually sort of link the two together. I think it, within the game's journalism, that would be classed as as, um, as earth-shattering. But I don't think for the for the wider populace it would be. But that kind of thing where they sort of combine something really in, you know, really in sort of a new style of, of playing. Uh, a little bit like Switch has done, you know, where they sort of have that handheld and, and, and docked mode. Um, that's a possibility. But again, I think we are, we've got to understand that this is not Sega of old. It's not Sega who have, as Mark said, an R&D department. They've, they've not got that. So I think, I think more likely than them being bought out by Sony or being bought out by Microsoft is a possibility they could be in some kind of partnership with a Chinese company. And maybe they're actually are going to try and do it that way. I think that's something that hasn't been discussed much. You know, the Chinese companies want to get into that sector of the industry. Maybe they've partnered with Sega as a brand name and are doing something that way. Possible. Do you know what? I've actually come around to this idea during the last two minutes. I wasn't, I, I had no, like... Because uh, it's positive. a great idea. That's... Yeah, exactly, yeah. You know, <laughs> I, 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 I have like zero positive notions of a Sega handheld. You know what? Why not? Let's do it, guys. Why not? That's, uh, yeah, <laughs> I'm on board with that. The Sega Hawaii handheld. That's my, that's my... Sold. Especially yeah. if it's shaped like a fishing controller. Yeah. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, if... That's actually, like, the mock-up here. Like, there we go. The actual, yeah, like, this is the official Sega Hawaii controller. Yeah, there you go. I did say to someone, whilst it wouldn't be, wouldn't, whilst it wouldn't be um, groundbreaking, if they were saying, do you know what? There's a version of the Switch coming out that's Sega-coloured. That, that is it. It doesn't have Sega on it. It doesn't have... Um, doesn't have anything other than the dock is blue and the controllers are blue and it plays the Sega chime when you start it up. I would, the, the amount of people who are scalping those um, Animal Crossing switches and the, yeah. I'm, I'm like, why would you pay £700 for that? If that was £700, I'd just be emptying my wallet into the computer and I hope that those <laughs> buttons were going to be hit and I was, one of them was going to turn up at my house. I'd be all over that. So, yeah. But I, 
it's not industry shaking. It, it would make them a lot of money from the four people here, potentially. Mm. So. Yes. Right. Like I say, I think, I mean, out of everything that we've suggested so far, I mean, you know, that would be the biggest shake-up of the industry just because there is no handheld competition. So actually it kind of maybe mm. fits a little bit more. I don't know. Maybe. Right. We're going we're gonna to move on to rumour five. So I put here Sega going steady. So this is, they're going to be aligned to one specific first party. So, Sony, Sony and Sega, is it happening, Mike? For audio viewers, I'm locking my fingers together to show relationship. Uh, no. Oh. Uh, because, again, the PC side of it, I think um, they wouldn't want to limit themselves. Of course, if, they, if, they're, if they're owned by Sony, or if they're first, sorry, if they are first party owned for Sony, then that causes trouble with their PC side of it in terms of Microsoft. Um, in terms of the Xbox side on the PC, it's not Xbox on PC, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Uh, I mean that. I, I mean that seems unlikely. I mean I don't know what their actual uh, percentage of, of profits come from their PC side, but I imagine it's quite a large amount. Um, and so I think it would be unlikely that they would go for Sony, Microsoft possible. Um, but again, you know they 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 would have to have a pretty hefty deal to be able to to not go for for the PS4. I'm um, not. Um, good enough for the numbers to know this, but if I think about Sega titles that are specifically PlayStation, I'd think about Yakuza, which have come out on Xbox, Shenmue yeah. 3, obviously, and then yeah. is it Valkyria Chronicles? I'm never sure how you, how that's pronounced. Yes, yeah. yeah. Um, I don't well, know. Shenmue 3 is not Sega. If, say that again, sorry, Mike. Oh, oh. Shenmue 3 is not Sega. Yeah, of course. <laughs> you also got Atlas as well, who they are. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Ah, so that, again, much more of um, the kind of niche, well, niche is probably too harsh a term, but that kind of subsector of it isn't mainstream. Is that, is that yeah, a fairer yeah. way to pronounce it, Lewis? Yeah. So Atlas, obviously, good sales numbers, but don't make games that, like, uh, to use him as an example, my brother would ever have heard of because he's just a, a busy gamer who plays the more mainstream stuff that you can get in Tesco's, which is the kind yep. of a better metaphor for it, maybe. Um, so we don't think they're going first party. I think, no. like, I mean, because I mean, just like you said, they had so many PS, like PlayStation exclusives, but I'll, I'll, the fact that some of them are now on Xbox would say that they're probably not going to go with Sony, otherwise it'd be a weird time to suddenly start throwing uh, Yakuza games on Xbox and then immediately go six months later, oh, by the way, we are now exclusive with Sony. Um, but again, like you say, I mean, none of them really fit. I, mean, I can't imagine why they would go exclusive. I mean, they make, they make too much money across the board, really. Um, I think it's more likely. I think it's more likely the studio who make Yakuza would go to Microsoft on their own rather than actually the entire Sega. Yeah, I mean, yeah, uh, that's yeah. that's much more likely. Yeah, okay. that could be the news. <laughs> That'd be disappointing. <laughs> there you go. Mike's just cracked it. We can end the podcast now, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Lewis, are you, you're a Persona fan. Yeah. Yeah. Is anyone else here a Persona fan? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Mark is. I, I, I like them, but I've just never even... <laughs> there we go. Have you got a hat, <laughs> Lewis? Uh, I do not have a hat. Oh, amateur. Oh. Um, um, would you consider, if the news was that those Persona games are only going to be on PlayStation 5, would you consider that groundbreaking to the Japanese market? No, because... All of the Persona games have been PlayStation exclusive, I think. Right. There's one, yeah. some on the Switch, is what I was thinking of. Oh, yeah. Shimagami Tensei is not 
persona right, okay. exclusive we're getting into a, a bit of a rabbit hole here with like the whole meta series and all this mm. stuff so <laughs> this is why you're here it's like when on the news when there's something about something very niche and science related they always kick to an expert who just then disputes what the host just said so <laughs> playing the role perfectly despite your lack of hat not not a problem so here then rumors number six on or, or the number six or ones that we're going to make up. Now, obviously, I've obviously done mine. The Game Gear 2. Does anyone have anything that hasn't been covered that you think is going to shake the industry up or be groundbreaking? What is it? Or what would you like it to be? The Sega SG-2000. We have waited too long. Come on, guys. <laughs> it's, been going, it's been too long. I don't know. That is niche. Yeah, that is niche. Like, even that, our Spirit of Speed 1938, um, which I think, again, is a large finally, part of why we're getting the, the yeah. I think, there. for me, I think the, the I, I've touched on it slightly, but I think, I think genuinely, in my, in my opinion, in my mind, I think them having some kind of um, in-house arcade machine, which is some kind of streaming ability and can connect online, um, I think would play to all of the strengths of the, the, the Sega have. It would also be very big in the Japanese market. And I think it would also be um, quite industry shattering in terms of the fact it would be, it would talk about, it would be many things that we talked about, streaming services, it would be sort of Sega to their strengths. I think that kind of thing would probably be quite an interesting, uh, interesting bit. Um, when, you, when you say that, are you thinking like an actual physical cab? Almost, almost yeah. like, is it, is it like one up who make the kind of... Um, like- exactly. Right. I mean, I mean, the, the cost of it, you know, I mean, I think having the way that the Japanese market has, has, from what I've seen, I'm not an expert on the Japanese market, but what's changed is that the arcades have become slightly less big as they were. Um, and I think there is a lot more about staying at home, especially at the current time. Um, I think having some kind of arcade ability at home um, on some kind of streaming platform or some kind of ability to sort of have different games playing on this and on multiplayer it's the only thing i can think of which would play to their strengths and i think that's the thing which people don't talk about much when they talk about sega they don't talk about the strengths they talk about what is their own vested interest in sega i mean we are we love dreamcast so we're always going to say dreamcast too but we don't because we don't do that but <laughs> you know what i mean that kind of thing I think no matter what you like i think all the people who like who love saturn are sort of saying oh, it's a successor to saturn or saturn mini I mean, we're all vested interest in something, or we, we want Microsoft or, or Sony to do it. We've got to look at the bigger picture, which is Sega's strengths in Japan, which is not necessarily the same as what we think they are. So, um, I mean, some kind of ability to have every single arcade game Sega developed um, on some kind of in-house arcade machine, I think would be pretty big deal if they managed to do it well. I can see that, yeah. Yeah, well, especially... It's- a friend of mine lived in Japan about 2000, end of 2003 into about 2005. And he was telling me about uh, like networked arcades nights that mm. he would go to then. So um, he would play the um, Sega World Club Championship Football, which is, imagine if Ultimate Team had real physical cards and you would lay them out on a grid and it would put the real players in and you could move the formations around. And he'd play in tournaments where he would be playing that in the city he was in. And there'd be eight other slots there, or seven other slots, and they would play against people from the other arcades around the around, as they said, around the UK, around Japan. And it's it's one of those things you think about. Quite a lot of people in the UK hadn't even experienced something like Xbox Live or online gaming on the PC by then. And thinking about yeah. 
network arcades and stuff like that is incredible. That would that would be really cool if it was that. I would, I, if we if we were to receive it in some form, I would love mm. that. And um, Lewis, oh, sorry, have you got something outlandish that you would like it to be? <laughs> um, Panzer Dragoon Saga HD. That that's what I want. I like it. <laughs> um, and what was the other thing? Uh, shit. Sorry. Cut that. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, yeah. Panzer Dragoon Saga HD. New Jet Set Radio. Not industry shattering, though. Sonic Adventure 3. It would shatter my world. That's, how about that? Yeah, Sonic Adventure 3. <laughs> yes, please. I'll take that. Let's cut, cut to Mark there. Mark, what, was your, what were you going to throw in with there before I... I was just going to say, I mean, you know, don't get me wrong, I don't, I, I don't think that this is likely, and, and I certainly don't think that Sega would be announcing this via a, uh, a journalist at a magazine kind of thing. But, uh, I mean, you know, we actually could be looking at this the opposite way around. In the, in the, it could, this could be Sega acquiring another company, obviously not a right. Microsoft or, a, a, you know, uh, anything like that, but certainly, uh, I know Capcom was up for sale up until, up until Monster Hunter World tore the, you know, tore the world down. Uh, Konami has been rumoured to be up for sale. This could be Sega merging with, with uh, you know, something like that, or, or you know, some, some other, you know, upscale business. I mean, because that, you know, that that would suddenly create a absolute powerhouse of a business mm-hmm. uh, if you had all the Capcom franchises, all the Sega franchises put together. I mean, that would be that would suddenly be one of the biggest, if not the you know, the biggest outside of Nintendo in Japan. Uh, I think Mark's probably got the best. I think Mark's probably had the best share of all. Yeah, I think uh, yeah. that's. I think Capcom, Konami, and Sega combined. I mean, you know, that is the kind of force that probably could launch a console in the next generation. Mm. That's, that's a pretty huge, pretty huge deal. I mean, that pretty much every Japanese company, every major Japanese company apart from Sony, all forming together. I mean, that's a, that's pretty cool. Yeah. It was it. It was well within the last year we've had uh, the devices from Capcom and SNK. Uh, the Capcom one, I think you could connect to an online store via the arcade stick. Didn't you? I don't, I've never actually seen one or played on one. And then SNK had this, a similar type of thing where um, you needed to have some kind of network ability and the games were already on there, but they would unlock over a series of time. Uh, it was, a, it was um, a controller that was standalone with the SNK games on all works. I think it works on the Switch. So um, maybe we'll put some posts out about what they are. But yeah, so if it was something like that, that those kind of what I would call like the 90s arcade um, crowd would put together, that would, be, that would be great. I would give up my Game Gear TV tuner idea for that, for, that idea, for sure. So, um, so, so yeah. Has anyone got anything, any final thoughts, anything that they want to put in before we begin to get a bit, bit of a wrap up? Um, I think I think Mark's idea is probably like like Mike says probably the most feasible um, them to collaborate or, or purchase a, a company. I mean, when they bought Atlas, that was quite a big deal. It wasn't maybe a bigger deal in the wider gaming sphere, if, you know, because like you say, Kev, like your brother probably could even name an Atlas game, and that's quite a lot of gamers. Um, so for them to buy something even bigger than Atlas, say a Capcom or, or Konami or something, that would be that would be quite uh, I mean, all the, the IPs they'd acquire through that as well. Yeah. yeah. So um, just, to, just to wrap up, what would be the most disappointing thing that it could be? So if we start with Mike, we'll go Mike, Mark, Lewis. 
uh, a new Sega console would be the most disappointing because it would be, <laughs> it'd be, it'd be the actual Dreamcast Two would be the most disappointing yeah, because it, w- it wouldn't it wouldn't it wouldn't be as good as we imagine it would be. I mean, it's not the same company. It's not Sega of nineteen nineties. I mean, it, it's it's a it's a pipe dream. We all love Sega. I mean, you know, uh, it's all, you know we love we love Sega, but we have to be realistic. It's it's not it's not feasible to expect Sega to go back on their own into the console market. I mean, as Marcus said, you know, that idea of about uh, sort of some kind of giant gaming union with, with other companies would be amazing. And that could potentially be the next generation. But I mean, firms don't, companies don't just sort of have an idea ahead and go, well, I'm going to make a console. And then like two weeks later, it's suddenly announced. I think some people in the, on the internet seem to think that's how gaming works. You sort of have an idea and, and the company just do it. Especially with the consoles that are coming out, Xbox and PS5, um, people have been speculating about their specs and their builds for for well over seven, eight months because they've been noticing um, like contracts that they've been making or manufacturers they've been aligning with. Or like if you you do um, build a PC that's next gen, you'll find them talking about this is going to be the equivalent of the ps5 or the next this is the the processing that this is going to have this is the ssd exactly yeah so, i think it's i think it's much more likely that sega would have something like um you know if we're talking about context of what could happen i think the, the chances of sega being any sort of hardware is very unlikely and be very disappointing but i think it's more likely that something like epic store or steam doing some kind of deal with with sega would actually be um, which we haven't talked about actually. You know, one of those, one of those um, PC markets actually having some kind of ability to have the entire Sega library online, that kind of thing is probably more likely. Um, but no, hardware, I think if they announced the hardware, it would be, um, unless they've really done this for several years now and it is with like a Chinese company or something, it'd be such a disappointment because I think it wouldn't live up to our, to our dreams and it wouldn't be the same sort of thing. Um, there's not the space, I don't think, within the industry to have quite the same um, Sega experience as it used to be. You know what I mean? Yeah. Is it enough mainstream? Probably not. Yeah. So, Matt, what would what would it, what would be your most disappointing announcement? Uh, mine would be if it is some kind of streaming service. Um, again, like I'm, I'm just a console gamer largely. You know, I do play some games on PC, but it's it's not my preferred format. And it just, I mean, that like that would be like less than nothing for me. It'd just be like, oh, okay, that's just something I'm never going to bother even looking at. And uh, you know, I mean, I've got I've got probably most of the games which they chuck up there anyway. Just, I mean, that would be just completely pointless. But again, I, I can't see how that would would shatter the industry, but again, you know, we are presuming that this guy's not not a complete like overhype Peter Molyneux esque, uh, you know, like just bullshitter. So uh, yeah, you know, if, I, don't I, feel, know. I feel a bit sorry for a bit bringing up Peter. Now he's never <laughs> going to live that down, is he? No. Been like twenty five years or something, nearly. Um, right, Lewis, let's hear um, what would break your heart. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I suppose if, if, I think no matter what happens, we're probably. Maybe actually, maybe we'll be all right because I feel like we're not getting our hopes up. We're quite cynical and, and skeptical about the whole thing, but I feel like there's a lot of hearts that are going to be broken and a lot of disappointment for a lot of the speculation I've been seeing on, on online. But um, I think just something not necessarily wouldn't disappoint me, but I'd be a little bit like, eh, like you know, um, one in a previous episode of the Dream Pod where we speculated what if the Dreamcast won, I actually kind of concluded in at the end. Um, after a while of my brain whirring that actually I don't even mind Sega being a console manufacturer. I just really love their games. And so all I ever wanted was Sega to do um, good third-party games. Um, and obviously 
as we all know, they kind of didn't really give us much of those IPs we've all wanted for many years. So if they were to go exclusive, I think that would be one of my sort of things I wouldn't like because I love the idea that, you know, they could put a game on the Switch or on the PS4 or the Xbox and there's all that choice for everyone to be able to play their games. The idea of them being bought out and, and uh, you know, just having all their games on one console, I, I think, you know, would be a bit disappointing because, you know, everyone should be able to play these games who have been wanting a, you know, a new Jet Set Radio or something for so long, you know, it'd be a bit of a shame for them to limit you know, half of their fan base. So yeah, which is what happened with Choo Choo Rocket, isn't it? In in an extent, yeah, yeah, huge fan of that. I've still never played the new one. That's true. Yeah, yeah. Don't have access to it. So (coughs) okay, okay. Uh, With me, um, if it's anything involving Altered Beast, or if it's anything involving like just some like generic, (laughs) oh, there's a new Sonic movie, (laughs) or Sonic the Hedgehog Seven, or wherever we're up to is coming out, that would be disappointing for me because not that not that I don't like Sonic. He's fine. Some of my, my best friends are Sonic fans. Um, <laughs> it, I'd just be a bit underwhelmed. It'd be, it'd be very par for the course that we've seen before. Um, yeah. So that, that would be it for me. So, like another um, classic collection or something. Classic collection, yeah. Oh, <laughs> um, I know. If it's another announcement of Sonic Hedgehog 2 on a classic collect- compilation, I will literally disconnect the internet. <laughs> 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 to the because, planet, not just at your own house forever. The amount, the amount of time, the amount of times that they've had this massive Sega news that's gone, oh, you can play Sonic 2 again. We've been playing Sonic 2 for the last 25 bloody years. There's actually a video I saw like recommended to me on YouTube, like how many consoles and ways can you play Sonic the Hedgehog? And it's yeah. like this massive list of all these ways you can play it. It's getting to Tetris levels. Yeah. <laughs> or, or Doom levels. Or Doom, yeah. yeah. There we go. Right. Thank you to everyone who's joined us in whatever format we've, we've joined you in. Hopefully, we'll be able to look back on our completely accurate predictions after, after the time. <laughs> in the play. Um, or if not, we'll be able to just look back and think, what? <laughs> we've wasted 40 minutes of our lives there. But then what else would we really be doing with this time? So please, 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 feel free to put your own outrageous, outlandish comments um, in, in wherever, whatever format you're on, be it YouTube, Twitter, uh, podcast feed, wherever. And uh, please, 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 we'd love to, love to see what you, you are hoping it, it would be. Um, and then hopefully we will see you after the announcement. So thanks, guys, and we'll see you um, in the future. This is a Dreamcast disc and is for use only on a Dreamcast unit. Playing this disc on a hi-fi or other audio equipment can cause serious damage to its speakers. Dreamcast. Up to six billion players. Welcome back to the stage of history. Why don't we play together? Hey, 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 it's time to make some crazy money. Are you ready? Here we go! Please stop this disc now, 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 now.